was your favorite game? Bear. Did you go hunting? Yeah. And you got the bear? Yeah. What about the wheelbarrow or the horsey? The horsey. The horsey? I like it. You like it? And the wheelbarrow. Yeah? I do it again. They... <laughs> They went hunting for bears, tigers, and elephants. Jordan tackled the elephant. I need to. Did you guys like the sponge? Yeah. Did you like the sponge on your head and getting wet? Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys like anything else? I like the well very well. Did you fall? No. No. That pretty much sums up the playgrounds. <laughs> now I'd like to invite up family Horace to talk to us about day two in Vacation Bible School. Okay, this is Team Horace, and our Bible verse was God gives us special abilities. And our team cheer. <laughs> the craft that this group of uh, children did was um, we had uh, different colored capsules, and when you throw them in warm water, after a couple minutes, um, up comes uh, an animal and different colors, uh, shaped animals. So this is just to teach the children that although sometimes we don't see these special abilities at first, if you give it a, a little bit of time, you'll see that special ability. Thank you. Just so you know, Horace does not mean the quiet one. This was the liveliest of the groups, and it was also the largest. I'd like to invite up team, or family, excuse me, family, Rosetta, who's going to describe days three and four. All right, we are the family Rosetta, and I think we're the family of Jays because we have Jonah, Johanny, Jordan, Julian, Jillian, and then we have Anissa, and we had Chris for one day, so family of Jays. We did days three and four, and on day three, we learned about wisdom, and we have Johanny to recite the memory verse. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you, James 1, 5. Amen. Good job. Good job, Johanny. On day four, we learned about forgiveness and we have Jordan to recite our memory verse. But you are a God of forgi forgiveness, gracious and merciful. Oh, slow to become angry and rich in unfailing love. Nehemiah 9.17. Good job. Good job, Jordan. And now we have Anissa and Jillian. They're going to tell us a little bit about what we learned and experienced in our journey from the prison to the palace with Joseph. Joseph was in person, prison unjustly and guarded by Ramses. Ramses. His own brothers betrayed him. He seemed sad and hopeless. He was still looking for hope despite his circumstances. 
Joseph was promoted for using his ability to interpret dreams. God gave him hope. He was promoted to Pharaoh's right-hand man. Joseph was, very, was a very important man in Egypt. God helped him use his gifts. Joseph saved Egypt from starvation. Because Joseph had faith in God, he was able to use his wisdom to come up with a plan to store seven years' worth of food and get Egypt through the famine. Because the famine was so widespread, Joseph's family also needed food. They went to Egypt to buy food from, the, from Pharaoh's right-hand man, Joseph, but they did not recognize him as their brother. Joseph was angry at them and tried to punish them. But his love for his brothers, but his love for his brothers, and God helped him to forgive them. Joseph made up with his brothers. Pharaoh told Joseph to tell his family to move his family to Egypt. Joseph's family was together once again. God wanted the best for Joseph, and He wants the best for us too. Amen. Thank you, girls. Okay, and now we're going to do our family cheer. And I guess to the uh, family of Jays, we can have jovial, huh? They certainly had a good time with that. And now to wrap up Vacation Bible School on day five is Family Sias. We had the rambunctious ones, even though there were only, well, we had three, and uh, then we're down to two today. But uh, it was a lot of fun. And um, we... Uh, we were talking on day five about the importance of family and how even though sometimes we uh, can get mad at each other within the family, we always know that we belong uh, somewhere and that we have people that love us. Um, do you have a memory verse? All right. Yeah. For you are all children, uh, children of God. Suddenly they're timid today. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And that's, that's a wonderful feeling to know that um, as we looked at the problems that Joseph had, um, it seemed like his life was a series of ups and downs. And uh, that can happen to us too. But it's, it's nice to know that we have a God that gives us hope when it seems hopeless. He gives us special abilities and wisdom uh, just when we need it. Most importantly, he gives us forgiveness, and he gives us a great big family of all those who love Jesus. You want to tell us about the special blanket you have? Well, we did a project this week, and I think you're going to hear a little bit more about it later, but uh, tell them what you did with this blanket. Um, we tie the knobs on, on, on the blanket, and, um, and, and we're going to ship it to Africa. Uh, these are going to orphan children in uh, Africa. And each family uh, did a blanket, and they also did some pillows as well. Uh, we learned that um, about Joseph and that he trusted God. And even, like, he was, he was in prison, and he went from prison to palace. So... God, God just helped them out, and 
we learn to trust God and he'll just help us out no matter where we're at. All right, big hand for family, Sias. Now, they are a little bit timid, and you notice they're the only ones that didn't do their family cheer. Shall I tell them what it is? <laughs> You've heard the term, who's your daddy, right? Theirs was, who's your mommy, who's your mommy, or something like that. Mommy, your mommy, who's your mommy? <laughs> anyway. All right, we do want to talk a little bit about, a little bit more about the mission project. So I'm going to invite our uh, mission leader, Martha, to come up, and, uh, and Tom, and they're going to tell you a little bit about this, these projects, and then we're going to have a blessing on the project. Good morning, church family. I'm Merchant Martha, and I ran the linen shop. And the linen shop was very different. It is a mission shop, as um, the family of Cyrus told you. We made blankets, and... Throughout North America, all the churches that are doing this Egypt Vacation Bible School are making these blankets, and it's part of an organization called uh, Operation Kids to Kids, and we're sending these blankets to Africa, to four countries that have been targeted, along with a book that talks about God Loves Me, and these blankets will be distributed to children in Africa. So I'd like to invite the children who made the who who have the blankets to come forward because we're going to offer a special uh, blessing for these blankets stand here honey and what the children also did then these are going to be sent to africa but the children had an opportunity to make pillows of their own so some of the children made pillows with an african print a background, and we ask the children when they use their pillows to send special prayers to the boys and girls who are going to be receiving these blankets. So we are going to be praying for the children of Africa. So you can remind your little ones when they have those little pillows, be thinking of the children who are going to be covered with God's love and with these blankets. Tom is going to offer a blessing. Okay, I want to thank all of you families that worked on these blankets, and I think the children that, that get these blankets are going to really appreciate them and know that there's one true God who loves them, and there's a family in this world that loves them. So I want to ask the, the children up here that have the blankets, let's bow our heads, and everybody else, let's bow our heads. Our Father in heaven, we thank you so much for the opportunity to do things like this, to, to let others know about the one true God, and that's you. Thank you so much for, for this opportunity. Please bless these blankets and bless these crowns and bless everything that we do and say in your, in your name. Help it to, to bring honor to you and to, to let people know about you. Bless these blankets. Help them to warm the children. And we pray that these children will know that uh, there's a family here in the U.S. that loves them. But there's one true God that loves them even more. Thank you so much for everything you've done for us. And Bless all the children in our VBS and all the children in the whole world. We pray these things in your awesome name. Amen. Thank you, guys. Okay, before we go too much further, it's always important that we acknowledge those that really had a big part in helping make this happen, and I don't want to forget to do that before the end of today. So what I'd like to do is to invite all of the people who participated in helping out with VBS, all the leaders, all the construction crew, 
um, all the people who contributed in any way to making this VBS a success. Please stand. Please stand. All of you. Let's give them a great big hand. We have construction people. We have photographers. We have security guards. And, uh, and where's Carla? Is Carla here? Carla. Carla fed us for five, six days, actually, and today. Big hand for Carla. Food is always important in this church, and we always acknowledge that. So please have a seat. So thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for helping make this a success this year. Now, to help you understand better what we did, we've captured it all on film. Well, not all of it, but a big chunk of it. And Don Stafford was so kind to us to put it all together for us with pictures from Claire and a little help from Liliana. And uh, I think you're really going to enjoy this kind of a video picture um, presentation. Good morning, everyone. Who knows who, am I, how, who I am? Joseph. Okay. Well, all right. Um, it has been a lot of fun. So many kids around, and surprisingly for me, I had fun too. Um, okay, my friends. I want to tell you a story. Everyone. For everyone. But before I tell you a story, a little other story. Um, when we go to heaven, what we will see there? Remember the palace? There was all gold and silver and precious stones and a lot of riches and a lot of food. When we go to heaven, we will have all that and much more. And you know what we will do with the gold? We'll make streets out of it. Okay? Well, me, my task was to store food to feed people in famine time. Well, we are here to store something, too, on this earth. And um, sometimes we get confused. What are we supposed to store? Well, there was one rich man who had a lot of good stuff. He had a lot of money. He had a lot of gold, a lot of precious stones. And when his life came to an end, he called his wife and told, you know what? Everybody's telling me that you can't take nothing of this to heaven, but I'll prove them wrong. He said, "Stack all, put me in a suit with big, big pockets. 
when I die. Stack my pockets full of gold, silver, precious stones, and put some dollars in it too. Well, when he died, this is what wife exactly did. She put him into a suit with a special big, big pockets. And they filled, she filled everything full with the gold, with silver, with rings and bracelets, and put some dollars in it too. Now, when he, he died, he got buried with all these treasures with him. And you know what? And remember, this is just a story. He woke up, and he was in heaven. And he's like, oh, yeah, I have it. And he's going, hey, Moses, hey, Peter, look, look what I got. And he's pulling out all that he has. And Peter and Moses look at him, and they both like, what? Why did you bring asphalt up here? <laughs> um. What are we supposed to store on this earth? Let's not get confused. And, well, we had fun. We learned that there are times when we need to store things, but we need to be thankful to God for everything. And as we read here, God gives us hope, gives us forgiveness, gives us special abilities, and God takes care of us. Um, at this time... We all can participate and we all can thank God for all that he has done for us. And let's not store things that moth and rust eats, but let's store things that we can have as a treasures up in heaven. Not, this, not the riches of Egypt or riches of this world, but the treasures of heaven. And uh, we try to show kids that, that treasures of heaven are more important. Family, love, forgiveness are more important than gold and silver. Uh, deacons, please stand. And um, one more thing. God asks us to come before him boldly. So I'm doing that right now. Our Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for these few days that we could spend with our children and we could show them that you are in charge and you give hope and blessings no matter where we are, as long as we trust you. Jesus, help us to, when we grow up, understand those things and live by those principles. Trust you no matter what and no matter what situation we are in because you know better than we do. Lord, we are thankful for all that you have given to us. And we know that when you will come, we would like to be with you where we can walk on golden streets. In your name we pray, Lord. Amen.
before Bob gets up to speak, I just want to make a special acknowledgement. I almost forgot. This is Cindy, and Cindy's here with Jay, and you're from what church? I attend Laguna Niguel SDA. Laguna Niguel, and every, almost every day this week, she was with us. She gave of her time, and so did Jay, even despite they had some family challenges with some folks that weren't doing so well health-wise, and, and yet they still made it out, and they still supported us, and we want to really say thank you. And uh, let me tell you, my stress went down every time I saw Cindy, because otherwise I had to get up and lead that out. So thank you so much. You know, um, for the second year in a row, to tell you how gracious God is, second year in a row, I let out kindergarten. And th there's some plan in there. You know, my profession, I have to explain concepts to people that listen for a couple of minutes. Well, now you reduce that to seconds when you teach kindergartners. So. And once in a while, you have like one of their attention. It was great. Um, but no, it was a great thing. But before I, I, it was an awesome week in VBS. And before I get started, I do have a shout out to a few people. Um, Linda Calder is not here today and couldn't be here. And it's unfortunate. This, this is Linda Calder's production. Linda Calder was a VBS assistant going into this year. And our pastor and his wife took on a new job dumped it on, well, left it with <laughs> Linda Calder. She did a fantastic job. It was awesome, and I, I, we can't give her enough acknowledgement. And, you know, I could stand up here all day and acknowledge everybody who did a lot of stuff, but there's a couple that come to mind. Um, this set that you see behind me not long ago was a pile of plywood, and Charlie Urban used his talents in about only about 50 hours of his time and created that. And, and finally, somebody I really have to acknowledge is Imars. Um, Imars was conned by me into the job he took. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want to say I lied, but I was probably less than candid about the investment of time and effort. And, um, but he really did a good job. In fact, I sat there in these pews going, wow, I'm talking to Joseph. Um, so I learned some stuff. And, Again, I could go on and on about everybody, but it was just an awesome job. Um, it's a really tough effort. I, I know Dave Calder and his wife's house has been a disaster for weeks um, for, with VBS stuff everywhere. So it's just a great thing, and I'm really happy. And, it, and I think if we touch a child's life, and that child sometime in his or her life remembers something she learned here, God is happy. And no matter what, for a week, these children came to a safe happy place where they learned about God. And, and it's just an awesome thing. And, you know, I've, I've been doing VBS for a while, and I, I imagine I'll be doing it. Okay, well, I know that all of you are really interested in hearing a very long, in-depth sermon, but I'm not going to do that for you. I apologize. Um, <laughs> but what I'm going to do is, um, the title of my sermon is, What is it about that guy, Joseph? And that's really what the kids learned this week. And the whole Egypt VBS was focused on Joseph. And, you know, we talked about what we were going to talk about when we saw Joseph. We come and see Joseph. And the kids were just enthralled with him. In fact, they got so excited when we are going to go see Joseph. And we walked through his, his path. Well, I'm going to briefly go through the story of Joseph. And, and we're going to ask, what, what was it about that guy, Joseph, that, that made him so different, made him so special? And the answer to that question is his character. And his character developed through his relationship with God. Now, usually I have a PowerPoint, and I'm putting up Bible verses, and 
Um, so you guys know I'm not making this stuff up, but um, you could go to your Bible. It's uh, Genesis verse, uh, chapters 37 through 46 in that area, um, and the whole story is there. And actually, I, I implore you to do that because it's an easy read. You know, it's a story with characters that you all understand. But what it was about Joseph was his character, and his character he developed through his relationship with God. No matter what the situation Joseph was in, he reacted with character and, the right, and doing the right thing, no matter what the personal consequences to him were. But who was Joseph? You know, we always hear about, throughout the whole Old Testament, you hear God say, I am the God of your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob was Joseph's father. So we're talking about the very beginning of our faith. We're talking about, you know, the infancy of our faith. And these three guys, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they're no great pillars of virtue. Um, in fact, the worst of the bunch was Jacob, Joseph's dad. Um, Jacob was kind of a dubious character, a schemer. You know, he, he got to be a whiner in his later years. And, and, and it's understandable. See, God never ordained that we have more than one wife, but men did that. But Jacob took it a step farther. Not only did he have more than one wife, he married sisters. Who would even dream to do that? So these two sisters, of course, have a competition. And back in that day, their competition was who has the most kids. Well, um, one of the sisters couldn't have kids, so she encouraged her husband to be with her maidservant, as did the other sisters. So we're competing with how many kids we have. At the end of the day, we end up with Jacob with 12 sons. And Joseph was the 11th of those sons, except he was born to the woman that his father truly loved named Rachel. So he was his father's favorite. And being his father's favorite, he was treated better. That caused great hatred from his brothers, and his brothers hated him. But there's never any indication in the Bible, and we see it throughout the Bible, that Joseph ever hated him back. And that's part of his character that we're talking about. Now, as the story goes on, Joseph begets to be about 17 years old. His brothers have had enough of him, and they hate him so bad they're going to kill him. And this is the difference between character and kind of having character. His brothers all get together and say, let's kill that guy once and for all and tell dad a wild animal ate him. And the oldest brother, Reuben, says, you know, and this is a lesson here for us, you can't kind of have character. You either have it or you don't. He says, let's just throw him in this pit and um, we'll leave him there. That way we don't have to have his blood on his hands. And his true intention was to get him out of the pit and take him back to dad. Well, before that could happen, some traders came along and they sold him to the traders as a slave. Now, being sold as a slave is not a good thing. And again, the Bible never tells us that Joseph had any character issue over it. He never got bitter. In fact, when he was sold as a slave, he went into Egypt and he was sold to a guy named Potiphar. Potiphar is a very powerful guy. Potiphar was a um, captain of the palace guard. Potiphar had a huge estate. He had, you know, vineyards and investments, and, and he realized what kind of guy Joseph was. He put Joseph in charge of everything. In fact, the Bible says it got to the point where the only thing Potiphar worried about is what he'd eat for dinner, because Joseph took care of everything. 
Well, in the Bible, in the story of Joseph, is what happens to people of character. What happens to people of character is the people of the world try to prove you don't have character. And that's Potiphar's wife. Potiphar's wife really wanted Joseph badly and pestered him day in, day out, day in, day out. Till finally she sets up a situation where she's alone with him and he refuses. But if you listen to the reason for his refusal, the reason for his refusal is Potiphar has entrusted me with everything and you're his wife and I cannot do this sin against God. Not against Potiphar, which it was, but against God because he realized the source of power. So he runs from her and she cries rape. She falsely accuses him of rape. So there's another interesting thing. Now, this is Bob editorial. This is not in the Bible, but this is Bob editorial. Um, Potiphar is a powerful guy. Now, it is in the Bible that he threw, he threw Joseph in prison. However, nobody would have faulted Potiphar for lopping Joseph's dome off on the, on the site because he's a, he's a slave and he, he did something inappropriate. But he puts him in jail. So that kind of tells us that Potiphar is another guy who kind of has character. He, he has to save face in the community. He can't let this guy get away with what he's being accused of, although he knows it's not true. And so he throws him in prison. In prison, Joseph has the same abilities. He's, his character shown through. They put him in charge of the prison. He's a prisoner in charge of everybody. And the kids were able to go up here and see in the back room, see Joseph in charge at, at the prison, but he was in prison. And there's two guys. It must have been a special prison because only people of high level got thrown in there. And he was thrown in with a baker and a cupbearer from Pharaoh's palace. Well, they have dreams, and Joseph interprets the dreams of the cupbearer, telling the cupbearer, you're going to get out. And my dream tells you you're going to get out. Didn't go so well for the baker. Um, but the, so the cupbearer gets out. And as he's leaving, Joseph says, hey, just remember me to Pharaoh. Can you help me out here? Yeah, sure, great. And as typical people do, doesn't mention him again. Well, two years later, two years later, dream, and that's what you saw in the film, the, the big dream of the fat cow, skinny cow. What about the fat cow, skinny cow? You guys remember? Okay, tell me about fat cow, skinny cow. Holly. The skinny cows ate the fat cows. They learned something. Um, and that's, that's the story, is Pharaoh had a dream that five huge cows came out of the Nile, and, excuse me, seven, did I say five? come out of the Nile, and seven skinny cows come out and eat them. Nobody can interpret the dream. Everybody's, he's calling all his soothsayers and all these wise people. Nobody can interpret it. Cupbearer goes, wait a minute. Dude in jail could read dreams. So he goes back. Joseph comes in. Right away, gives credit to God. Not, I have this great power, Pharaoh. He says, God has helped me interpret your dream. Your dream means you're going to have seven great years, and then you're going to have seven bad years. So you better save food up in the seven great years so that you're ready for the seven bad years. And exact, so Pharaoh's so amazed with his ability and, God, and says that, that makes perfect sense, in charge of Egypt. So from 24 hours to being in charge of Egypt. In fact, the Bible says he gave him his signet ring. And in ancient times, that is huge. That is power. With their ring, they would make an order and they would put... Um, wax on it, and they would put that ring in it. If anybody saw that symbol, they did exactly what that order said. So giving him the ring was giving him all the power of Egypt. And he had that. And of course, as he'd done in his whole life with his character and his, his 
this guy had to be the greatest administrator in the history of mankind, even better than Dave. Um, <laughs> this guy was awesome. I mean, look at, he was in charge of Potiphar's house, he was in charge of prison, now he's in charge of Egypt. And of course, Egypt prospers, and Egypt's the only country on the planet with food during the famine. Well, Joseph's brothers don't have food. And one of the main reasons they hated him is when he's a child, he had a dream that they, all his brothers bowed to him. And that made them more angry than anything. Well, lo and behold, he's a governor of Egypt. They show up in Egypt looking for food. They bow to him, not even realizing it's Joseph. Joseph recognizes them. Now, what would any human being do in that situation? These are the rats that threw me in a pit and sold me as a slave. I could do whatever I want to them. I have the signet ring of Pharaoh. I could do whatever I want to them. What does he do? And he plays a few mind games with them. But then, <laughs> then he forgives them. And he brings them all to Egypt. And he puts them in very comfortable lives because of his character. Now you think about this. Joseph lived centuries before the Ten Commandments. Over a thousand years before Jesus. He didn't have a father figure that showed him great character. He didn't have any figures in his brothers. The closest one he could come is Reuben, who kind of had character. He had nothing to go to but God. But without Jesus, without the Ten Commandments, he was able to connect with God in a way that is not, you can't find anywhere else in the Bible other than Jesus himself. And the way he did it was day in, day out, he showed character. And that's the lesson the kids learned this week that God gives us the ability to have character and do the right thing. Sleeping with Potiphar's wife in human imagination or human thought would be the smart thing to do. You just got out of being a slave. You're, you're running the biggest gig in town. You know, do, take the easy way out because having her as an enemy is not good. And look what happened to him. Now, I'm not saying that having character will make you the leader of a great nation. But having character will make you able to be used of God. And that's really our only role in this world. Once you have that kind of character, once you build that kind of character and you maintain that kind of character, you will be in a position to be used of God. And that's a lesson we try to teach our kids this day and this week. And that's a lesson I want to have impart upon you that you are now as smart as a kindergartner and, and we're ready to go with our closing song. And I want to thank again everybody who supported VBS and I apologize that the sermon was a sermonette, but I was told to do that.
How about one more hand for the kids? Good job. Okay, we're going to close with prayer. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the Sabbath day. Thank our gracious God that VBS is over and we survived it. Lord, thank you so much that we had such a great time this week and we had so much work and such great volunteers. Lord, you bless us with a truly friendly church and a truly outgoing church, and we showed that in spades this week. Lord, please be with us throughout this week, and please guide and protect these children throughout their lives and put a hedge around them and continue to protect them and feed them with your word. In the name of Jesus, we ask all of these things. Amen. And as you leave today, just want to remind you again to have all the kids pick up their uh, VBS crafts and things that they did. I think it's over in the side room over here. And uh, don't want to forget to take those. As well as please join us for a picnic lunch right out on the lawn. Thank you very much. And please feel welcome to come back anytime. It doesn't have to be just Vacation Bible School. Also, if uh, you're so inclined and you want to drop a little something in the plate, there's two guards standing there with plates at the uh, back door. Thank you.